When I was baking, you that was just a great football hit. <coughs> Welcome, boys and girls, to Spooky Book Report. If, if that's not Jumanji, I don't know what is. Oh, yeah. Wacky, bro. Oh, he's so wonderful. Big, fat, smelly... I am super fat, but that's super mean. Classic. Everyone's the fat kid. Only the best. Well, she, uh... Well, she's dead. We gotta go arrest whoever's stinking this place up. Ba -ba a digging, a digging up, oh, oh, digging. A digging up, oh, oh, oh. Digging up, oh, oh, digging. A digging up, oh, oh, oh. Digging up, uh, uh, holes. <laughs> Welcome to No Spook November, everyone. <laughs> We're over that spooky shit. Yeah. We're moving on to stuff that won't scare us so much now. Mm -hmm. Even though today's book has gypsies and curses and juvenile delinquents. <laughs> now that's the scariest of all. Juvenile delinquents would rather I'd rather deal with a ghost to be honest. Yeah. Ghosts are nicer. Yeah. That's true. That yeah. is true. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't I know uh, it. Yeah. Um I did get an email from or not an email, a message on Instagram from Clark. And he was like, oh, we should call uh, the fans the Spooky Bookies. Like, you know, like Bookies in Las Vegas. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. We should call them the Spookies with an IES. Nice. The Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> no, Spooky Bookies is good. The Bookies. The Bookies of... I don't know. Yeah, bookies. <laughs> you can place a bet with the bookies. Yeah. I feel like that would be super scary to just, like, go give some dude your money. And he's like, yeah, I'll put a bet down for you. Right? It's like, who who knows who you can trust? Yeah, exactly. Because they're, they're, they're in it for the money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who, I mean... Go on. Who knows? <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> what if it's just some dude who says he's a bookie and he just takes your money and leaves? You know? Yeah. Who knows? I just I'm, don't think I... I'm not a gambler, though, you know? I'm sure some people... That does happen. Oh, sure. So, I'm just scared I... to... I'm just scared to gamble... Even if I'm the one placing the bets, because I don't want to lose yeah. money. Yeah, I heard that. It's too scary. I don't like... I'm not a gambler at all. I don't think I could... I definitely couldn't do it on sports stuff, because... Even if I'm like, no, I'm like 99% sure. There's still that 1% where I'm like, yeah, but do I want to lose like $500? <laughs> yeah, I definitely couldn't put up that kind of money. I'm oh, like five. No. I'm like five ten dollars limit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. even, like, just, like, friendly bets with friends or, you know, coworkers or whatever. 
just uh okay whoever loses has to buy lunch i'm still like no fuck you i'm not i'm not buying into that i'm not buying you lunch because i know i'm gonna lose <laughs> yeah and i literally like if i don't make the bet i would have won the bet but if i do make the bet i always lose it every time yeah i hate it so bad it's so dumb I play fantasy football with my boss at work. I'm in like a league with a bunch of guys from work. And whenever I play him, he's like, oh, let, let's make a side bet. Let's make a side bet. So this last time I bet him lunch and I got freaking destroyed. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never making a bet with you ever <laughs> yeah. again. Make him a sandwich. Yeah. So I had to buy him Wendy's, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm even just the same way with like fantasy football. Even if it's oh, just yeah. like a $10 buy-in, it's just like mm. I'm just throwing this away cuz Yep. Cuz fuck fantasy football. Oh man. I love it and hate it at the same time so <laughs> bad. Right? It makes things interesting but also like super frustrating. Yep. Like if I have I hate like so many teams, particularly the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's like if I have a one person on the Raiders, it's like if you idiots have to score, it better be with this one guy in particular that I want you to. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else can go to hell. Yeah, I think I think I had I've played it like three times, so yeah. I've done it three years, and I've never had a Patriots player on my team nice i don't blame you i mean as a colts guy i probably would have taken gronk if the opportunity arose but like i you know other than that i wouldn't even get anyone because i don't want them i don't have any raiders players for that same reason even though it's you know i could probably get some points with them or whatever but i'm like no because then i would be like inclined to watch some raiders highlights and i hate them so bad (laughs) yeah that's too bad that's too bad because they're one of the teams on my radar to like root for now that they're in vegas yeah well fuck you (laughs) sorry mate (laughs) that's all right uh, my wife, she loves Boston sports, and so she's like, oh, I, I kind of want to watch the Patriots game. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's fine, though. What's uh, her Football's football. <laughs> she's got a lot with <laughs> sports stuff anyway. Yeah. Whatever. That's, <laughs> that's oftentimes people's faults is their... Sports teams. Their sports teams. Yep. It's like... I have this burning desire if I see somebody in a Dodgers hat just to walk up and be like, hey, go fuck yourself. I I don't. I have a Dodgers hat. Do you? It's a good looking hat. Hey, Matt, go fuck (laughs) yourself. (laughs) Eh, I don't care. (laughs) Fine, I'll do Uh, that. Yeah, nobody treats me better than me. (laughs) Nobody knows what I like better than I do. And I used to be a lot worse when I was younger. I just couldn't, like, contain that. And now it's like, even if the Dodgers likely win the World Series, it's like, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) It doesn't bother me that much anymore. Yeah, it used to be so much bigger of a deal. But now it's just Mm -hmm. like, eh. I just won't watch it. And I'll forget who won by next year. Yeah. Like, I went, 
I got shipped out to Eastern Washington this last week, and I was flipping through channels in my hotel room, and the World Series was on, and I was like, I literally want everyone on here to get sick and die. I don't <laughs> want to watch this. This isn't making me feel good. You don't like the Rays either. I don't. I don't have an opinion. You know. Yeah. But it was. Uh, it wasn't Charlie Morton. It was. Uh, Benny Snell pitching and he's just so ugly. <laughs> I was just like, eh, I'm not watching this shit. I don't want to see that on TV. <laughs> yeah. I watch so TV on... for the pretty people. Exactly. That's why I turned on Guy's Grocery Games. Because <laughs> Guy is hot stuff. Oh man, that dude. Sploosh. <laughs> Talk about sploosh. Hubba hubba! <laughs> That's all I think of every time I turn it on. Love Guys Grocery Games. Yeah. I'm not sure I've seen that one. <laughs> it's like he gives them a certain amount of money and they have to go. I don't know if there's like parameters for the dish they have to cook. But then they have to go through the grocery store, gather up all the stuff that they need. Go and actually pay a cashier in this fake grocery store <laughs> for all of their ingredients. And they have to go and cook it and then give it to the judges. Huh. That's it's interesting. interesting. But, I mean, I don't actually hate Guy Fieri. I don't think he's like... I think he's a diva, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think he's done a lot of good in the culinary world, and he's just trying to help people out. It's like small businesses through Triple D and stuff. So yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's an odd character, but... Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't really have any reason not to like him. Sure. He looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's... He's a little more charismatic than, say, Bobby Flay. Yeah, definitely. He makes but, it more fun than Bobby Flay. Yeah, Bobby Flay, all he does is he just makes you want to beat him. You just got to beat Bobby Flay. What if I could? I would if I could, too. <laughs> Excuse me. I just... It, I You don't even have to say that. That was beautiful. Harmonious. <laughs> Thanks. A bubbly burp. Um, I was thinking about this when I was watching. My wife watched some show called like The Final Dish or The Final Table or something on Netflix. And it was chefs and they have to cook in a different part of the world, a dish in a different part of the world. or what, I don't know. It was like an interesting concept, but it was very like fine dining. Uh -huh. And I was like, man, fine dining chefs can literally lick the scrum off my balls. <laughs> right? They're all such dickheads. They're all so mean, all of them. Yeah, and like that's, I feel like that's just, I don't like all of the American food shows. Yeah, it's like they have to have one just dickhead chef. Yeah, it's crazy. all because of Gordon Gordon Ramsay. I don't know. I, I just have never understood that where you feel more superior than somebody else because you have a different like you, taste for flavor or right you I have mean, a it's weird you have a finer palate where you think foods are good that actually taste like shit right <laughs> it's like oh this cheese that tastes like an infected asshole is delicious <laughs> and if you don't think so then you are inferior yeah then you are just a slobbering idiot <laughs> yeah you know what show i have been watching is uh the Ah, crap. It's like the Great British Bake Off or something. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. My wife has watched every single episode of that. Great <laughs> yeah. show. It's just, like, so different because everyone's so nice. And, right? like, 
cheering people on and like yep. they'll all go help each other and stuff like yeah. if they have time they'll go help them decorate their cakes and stuff yeah so it's, it's a it's a good feel good movie yeah it's, show i should say it's definitely like a refreshing take on baking yeah. compared to like the stuff i see here like the american yeah. shows yeah and then they've got old greg out there doing the competitions <laughs> with them so yeah that's good he's great he is um i did watch a show on netflix called like a great american like american barbecue showdown or something oh yeah it's on netflix excellent show yeah it's like they have all these smokers and they have these people from all of them are from the south except one lady from california mm-hmm. but they it's like okay you have six hours and you have to make like two meats two sides and you have to incorporate these different things into your your dish or whatever it's it dude it was good yeah i shows, highly suggest it shows like that make me so hungry all right like the baking shows it's like oh that looks good but it doesn't make make me that hungry yeah but when i see like somebody barbecuing ribs that just looks so delicious oh, i have to eat yeah. something yep it was uh it was dangerous for sure because i was sitting there watching it and then i started pulling up like uh home depot and i was looking through their stuff how much is an electric smoker how much is this <laughs> yeah you know mm-hmm. and they're all expensive oh yeah absolutely and barbecue is the one thing where it's like if it's bad it's really bad mm-hmm. you know and if it's good yeah sploosh <laughs> yeah that that is flavor town oh yeah that's boner city flavor town <laughs> yeah yeah i think i don't know if it was that show that i saw like i saw the clip because i was just hovering over it on netflix sure and it just started off with this guy like talking had a real thick like southern accent yeah and he just seemed like so happy and like loved to barbecue and stuff and my wife was like i hope when we get a house our neighbor is that that guy is like super funny and nice and barbecues all the time yeah hell yeah that would be so awesome honestly i would spend some good money and just learn how to like barbecue yeah i think that's a good hobby yeah and then i would weigh five thousand pounds (laughs) definitely yeah that that would be like a good one to have like yeah you know you just have a backyard and every weekend you try to do something extraordinary yeah right make like delicious ribs or brisket or something yeah that would be awesome there's one challenge where they have to do like different proteins that they did in the early days of barbecuing so somebody had to barbecue raccoon oh somebody had to barbecue squirrel somebody had to do iguana it was crazy i wonder how that meat is because now it's all Honest, just looked at as roadkill, but yeah, right. You know, it is it any different than rabbit or? Yeah, a lot of it was super dark, like rabbit. Mm-hmm. But I, dude, if I knew that it was like an opossum that I was eating, mm-hmm. I don't think I could swallow. <laughs> right, just because of that gross tail. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I could, I could eat raccoon and squirrel i don't think i'd have a problem with that but possums just look like giant rats yeah with the most disgusting tail yeah i don't think i could eat squirrel either really i don't know if i could i i could do probably crocodile which is one that they did Mm -hmm. 
And honestly, I don't know if I could do iguana if I knew it was iguana. I mean, I'd probably taste it, but... Yeah, that's something, like, I don't... I, I don't know how, like, reptile would taste. Yeah. So I would taste it. I'd see. taste it. Yeah. Because I've heard, like, oh, rattlesnake is good, but I don't... I don't know, I've never been that hungry before. Yeah, and I feel like to get that you have to go to, like, super expensive places that just have yeah, weird right. meats. And it's like, is it really worth going and testing your luck to go and get, like... Just... A $40 plate of rattlesnake? Yeah, like, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, I'm not that rich. Yeah. Or that adventurous. Nope. Definitely not. Nope, nope, nope. But, you know, it was a good show. It's like, kind of speaking to... Uh, rattlesnakes and stuff i started watching that show yellowstone have you watched any of that i don't know if i've watched that one but i have seen like it's like a three-part documentary on yellowstone that's dope oh. nice this is a show starring kevin costner oh, oh okay i was thinking it was like a documentary no okay it's uh it's it's basically just like a show about cowboys and indians based on the one episode that i've watched so far <laughs> yeah and it's like you know, it's fine. It shows a couple of pairs of boobs, which is... That's a, pretty cool. It's but, always a plus. <laughs> but I just... I don't know. I I get in these weird moods where I hover between... Should I watch something that I want that will make me laugh? Or should I start, like, a new drama series? Because, yeah. you know... I don't know. Yeah, sometimes you're just sick of all of the comedies you've yep. watched several times. Exactly. And... The problem is, especially with sitcoms, is that they're they're it's just a, such a fine line between good and terrible and dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't look me in the eyes and tell me like, oh, you should watch uh, the Ranch starring Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> like it's so funny. I don't I don't believe you. Right. I did try watching that, and it doesn't seem like they were trying like the sitcom thing too hard. Like they yeah. tried to be funny but it wasn't but then they also tried to be like mopey yeah and i wasn't into it yeah. so like the only good i don't know all the sitcoms i used to watch it's just i've watched them too much like parks and rec yeah new girl the good place is outstanding if you haven't right. watched that that's that's I, so good i have I watched it through once and then I started watching it again and I just kind of stopped. I feel like that's yeah. one that I won't be able to watch as much as like Parks and Rec or Community. Yeah. But that's one, like it was just a perfect it was four seasons and it was yeah. really good all throughout and it had a really good ending. Like yeah. lots of them don't have really good endings that are like feel right. good endings. I don't know that I've seen the ending. No I haven't. So I don't think I've watched the fourth season. I think I've just watched the third. Oh, really? Yeah, the fourth one's on Netflix now. It's okay. It's a good ending, and it's like one of those feel-good endings that's not like a super cheesy feel-good ending. Yeah, not like the seventh season of Parks and Rec, where <laughs> yeah. they're like, the Johnny Karate Super Explosion show, and we're just going to cry through it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had the perfect ending, and you punted it. Yeah. Why did they do that? They didn't need that seventh season, but no. whatever. And, like, in my opinion... What they should have done, and this is just my opinion, leave it at the end of the sixth season, and then in ten years, you can revisit it if you want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But instead, they're like, no, we're going to do this seventh season, and we're absolutely going to close every single door. <laughs> yeah. 
in just the most cheesy way. Yeah. Just, everything good happens to everyone. <laughs> it's like, what the f- Yeah, April, who has no education or any drive to do anything. Now she works for the national government. Yeah, doing right. Doing some big crazy thing. She's like, come on, give me a break. Give me a break. I don't have any education. You don't see me working for the national government. I know. What the hell is that about? I don't know. Actually, I guess I do work for the federal government. Huh. Because I'm in the F. I'm part of the FAA. Sellout. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have to shave off my mohawk now because it's not punk bad. rock anymore. Because <laughs> you're a poser. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it when you're right, but when you're right, you're right. Damn straight. Yep. Did you watch uh, that Seahawks game last night at all? I didn't for the exact reason of, like, I I don't like watching them win. So yeah, it I would have been Seahawks so It would have been a good one to watch. I didn't even yeah. know that they lost until, like a few hours ago when I was like well I guess I never saw the final score and I went back and looked and I was like oh way to go good for you Cardinals it was unbelievable they (laughs) freaking try to kick a field goal on second down Uh they ice their own kicker (laughs) the Cardinals do Uh then he goes back and misses it Seahawks get the field the ball back and they somehow come up with a huge stop and uh cardinals go and kick the field goal and win it but i was just like dang i feel like i'm on drugs this is the most crazy football ending i've ever seen yeah yeah i should have watched it it was a good one i probably wouldn't have finished it either way though because yeah i had to wake up early this morning isn't that the worst (laughs) yeah and the worst part is i did it to myself yeah right i went and played pickleball this morning it was 16 degrees oh it was so cold that is the worst. Yeah. How's your but, league going? Eh. <laughs> eh. We lost today again. Yeah. We should have won. We were so close. Yeah. It was a heartbreaker. That's the worst. But whatever. Yeah. At least it's fun. Yeah, I hate when I do that to myself. I lift with my friend. I have Mondays off and I we he wants to lift at, at five AM on Mondays mm-hmm. and it's just like F. That's my day to sleep in. Yeah, but then I just go home and Get into bed naked and sleep for another. Take a sweaty hours. nap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I it's took good. A, I got home and, and ate a burrito and then went to sleep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Love. Just just going back to bed. It's the best feeling right? in the world. I love, like, taking a nap in, like, the early afternoon. Oh, but yeah. then I wake up and I have such a hard time waking up. Mm-hmm. It's just so groggy. Yeah. I was watching football yesterday. Mm-hmm. And my wife gets mad at me because she has tr- pr- trouble falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, kind of settled into the couch and fell asleep for, like, 20 minutes sitting there. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like, one yeah. of those people who can just fall asleep. Yeah. And she has much. to... She takes hours to get to sleep. Yeah, she has to do, like, a ritual and, like, sacrifice something to the devil. In order to get to sleep, and it's me. It's like if I sit still for too long, I'll fall asleep, <laughs> whether I want to or not. Yeah, just sleeping is my number one favorite activity. I think 
Yeah. I mean, sitting down, laying down, sleeping, pooping, peeing. <laughs> those are my favorite activities. Eating. Those, those are all fun. Yeah. Because you don't got to do much. You don't have to do much at all. You just <laughs> get to not do anything. You just get to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I did ask uh, my pal, Har- our pal Harrison, who he thought would be on um, Satan's baseball team uh-huh. or God's baseball team. Uh-huh. What's he? What's he got? Um, he said... Yeah, his first thought was Tim Tebow is definitely going to be on God's team. <laughs> right. And then he said versus Araldis Chapman, who pitches for the Yankees right now, who has like publicly been arrested several times for beating the shit out of his wife. Oh, what a bitch! Yeah. I thought it'd be funny arrests for like drugs and stuff. Yeah, right. But he does have one that's funny. He said Arian Foster, who I'm trying to remember who that is, but had a public stint with atheism. So he's definitely going to hell. <laughs> and then um, he also said the entire son's young roster getting blowjobs in a hotel room circle while in quarantine is a good story. So apparently the Phoenix Suns all got blowjobs. They brought they brought a hooker into the bubble. Uh, apparently, that's uh that's quarantine breach. <laughs> that is a breach of quarantine for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> So, you know, I think we're just going to have to keep, you know, as time goes, that'll kind of be something that we'll have to continue to hash out till we have a final roster. <laughs> right. It's going to be really hard to fill God's roster. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Satan's got all kinds of things going for him. I mean, uh, O.J. Simpson, definitely playing on the <laughs> devil's team. Yeah. Uh, you could even get into wrestling. Uh, who's that guy that... Went on roid rage and killed his family and then killed himself. Benoit. Benoit. Yep, Chris Benoit. He's definitely in hell. He's there. Most of them are in hell. Most of them for sure are in hell. And you know McMahon will be there, so they'll have the best promotion. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So they'll be God in the ratings. You know what would be funny, though? Is if The Undertaker went to heaven. (laughs) I hope he does. I hope him and Kane go to heaven. Yeah, me too. Even though Kane is like, isn't he like the governor in Tennessee right now or something? I feel like he's or, like a mayor or something. Oh yeah, but I, or maybe he didn't like win, but he is into the politics. Yeah, well that means he's going to hell for sure. Though politicians <laughs> all go to hell. That's too bad because he's awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, but I will say that uh, mankind is definitely going to heaven. Mm-hmm. So, so that's have got the most extreme. There. Oh, yeah. Superstar. Yeah. Uh, the Rock is going to go to heaven for sure. <laughs> um, Stone Cold, though, that's a good... It's an interesting one. Right? It's Him like... and the Ultimate Warrior, it could go either ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about them personally. Just their... No. Just their personas. Yeah. And, like... Anybody who can look me in the face and say that somebody has a better walkout than Stone Cold Steve Austin can go and fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. Just when that you hear that glass break, you know that shit's about to get real. Then he just you starts bully stomping out of the... Uh, <laughs> so the... cool. Yeah. 
It made me want to get a vest without a shirt on so bad. <laughs> get like a leather vest. Yeah. That would be rad. I think I think if I ever ended up in like Arizona or somewhere hot, I would just wear like my biker vest without a shirt on underneath <laughs> and just ride a motorcycle around. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't it? That would be great. I I hope that one day I have the courage to ride a motorcycle. I think I'm too scared. Yeah, and I feel like that's that would be the worst is just having a vest with no shirt on if you you like even just slid your whole back all the skin's gonna be left on the road yep that don't like thinking about that no i i just like don't understand how people are brave enough to ride their motorcycle like down the freeway and stuff yeah yeah I mean, if if I got a motorcycle, I would literally only ride where it's like 45 miles an hour or less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like Manti or Ephraim is a perfect place to have one. Sure. Because, like, I've ridden a motorcycle between Manti and Ephraim, and it's yeah. fun because it's just like, there's hardly anyone there. And sure. riding around in town's fun. But, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I'd be too scared to go on the freeway. Definitely. Dude, I couldn't do it. Like, it's like a five-lane freeway, and you're going like 70 80 miles an hour with no, no protection uh-uh. yeah dude you just clip somebody's mirror and you're gone <laughs> yeah or somebody so, clips you like yeah. you don't even have to do anything wrong and it's a disaster yeah. props to the people who are brave enough to do that shit because i'm not yeah i'm just not i'm too scared yeah i'm too scared <laughs> i'm too scared it yeah. reminds me when I was driving home. Um, this this was a Thursday night. It was like kind of late, like seven o'clock. I mean, not late, but it was dark. And it's like a canyon pass, you know, mm-hmm. that you've come down through. And dude, there's some dude on a motorcycle who just passed me like I was stopped, <laughs> going through this canyon road. Jesus I was like, cruising. Dude, you're gonna die. Yeah. And I'm not gonna stop. Like I sorry <laughs> but it's it's too cold yeah, it's too late for you bro yeah yeah one time me and nick were going to denver and like mm-hmm. taking i think it's i-70 out to denver like you come yeah. to a spot where there's just like sheer drop-offs all around yeah. and they're like pretty pretty high like drops if you were to sure. go off and there was a semi that was just cruising along and he like passed us going up and then we like come around this corner and we just see like this big puff of dust coming up like so he had driven off the side of the road and like when oh we come gosh. around like there's a guy who had like stopped and pulled off of the side of the road and you can just see him running around to like go and see what happened but the guy survived somehow his his wow. truck was like in a little creek like way down below and boxes were like floating down the creek and it was just like did you guys stop yeah we stopped and it was it was wild that's crazy yeah it was nuts see i feel like semi drivers are just get way too brave they drive with reckless abandon yeah like i don't know how they do that yeah it's crazy I don't get it. But, you know, good for them. They got hookers to see when <laughs> at the next truck stop. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's the way of the road, bubs. It's the way of the road. <laughs> uh. 
You lied to the guy in the chair. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that show. He it's keeps so bringing good. up he's the guy in the chair, even though he's defrauding the government. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> he doesn't need the chair. Yeah. You're accusing the guy in the chair of stealing your money, Julian. <laughs> yeah. How great. Oh, man. What a great movie. Show, I Show. should say. Yeah. So, as you may have guessed, for No Spook November, we veered off of our goosebumps <laughs> reading this month. Yep. And I think we're going can... on to something more wholesome. <laughs> more wholesome. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. We are going to talk about Matilda. Just kidding, holes. Dig it up. Oh, oh, dig it. Dig it up. Oh, oh, oh. Dig it up. Oh, oh, dig it. Two suits, two tokens in hand. I got no respect cause I'm the new man. I got my shovel, my shoes full of sand. Check out the tag, the name's Caveman. Uh. How was that for like an intermission song? That was great. Sorry, I'm trying so, to find something in the book. You you talk for a sec. Okay, I'm talking. So Matt read uh, Holes this week. We're just doing uh, the month of November. We're going to read books that won't scare your pants off. <laughs> or maybe they will. Maybe reality is scarier than a monster. Sometimes, have you ever wondered that? I know I have. Fact is stranger than fiction. Amen to that, sister. But uh, we just thought, you know, let's give it a little break from the goosebumps for now. Let's read something all-American. Yeah. Let's read something that everyone should be reading. That'll bring the family together as we draw nearer to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's the approach. I said it better myself. And just Matt read this book, not both of us. <laughs> yeah, but we both know. But trust us, we both, we both know. <laughs> we both know. So if you got any input, just throw it on in there. You know it. <laughs> yeah. This... I feel like this book is the perfect book to make a movie out of. Yeah. Because, like, I have the book on, on audiobook. Mm-hmm. And as I'm listening, it's like, they got it pretty much spot on. Really? Yeah, they did everything very, like, really close to right. So. I'm happy to hear that, because I hate when I read a book and, like, either one way or the other i'm like this is nothing like the movie or this is nothing like the book mm-hmm. what in the fucking heck right and holes is like the perfect length of a book with just the right amount of information to like make a good movie out of love it but they always make movies out of books that are like way too long so they just have to take shit out and yeah. it's like it might just be confusing so they have to change things and yeah yeah like with uh, Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, they really, you know, <coughs> yeah, they had to cut slap a bunch themselves. Out. Yeah, you know, with slap themselves. They did it right with Lord of the, or Game of Thrones though, because they did like a series, so you can have like ten episodes for a book, so you can have like sure. ten hours to do it. Which right. I mean, still, there's so much going on in those that they had to cut a bunch out. But yeah, you've read them too, which is wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Were the books better than the series? 
I mean, obviously the end, the last. I, yeah, I mean, season. It's. I feel like they're pretty comparable. I mean, obviously there's a lot more information in the books, sure. but for like the first three seasons or four seasons, they kept it really interesting, and that's that's how the books are. Yeah. Like the first three books are really good, and then it gets to the fourth book, and it just seems like he doesn't know what to do. Right. You know, so it like kind of slows down, and he introduces more characters to build up more storyline but then it's like in the fifth book it just seems like he doesn't know where he's going with anything sure it's just like i don't know he trails off into the boring stuff like a story with brienne the most boring character yeah brienne of toth (laughs) what a joke it's it's the worst yeah i remember that season where Arya is in like the House of Faces or whatever they call it. Uh-huh. And I remember just being like, this is the most boring shit I've ever watched in my whole life. Yeah. Like, it just... Because in the, in the books, not a lot has happened with yeah. that. Like, she's she's been there and has, like, started training. But sure. not, you know, it hasn't gone very far. Yeah. One thing in the books, though, that they really should have done with the TV show is, like... All of the Starks, mm-hmm. I guess not all of them, but like Jon Snow and Arya, they show like that warg capability. Yeah. So it's like not as strong as Brands, but like Jon Snow can see through ghost eyes and stuff. Really. And like Arya can see through like a cat's eyes when she's when when she goes blind and she's like fighting the the waif like yeah that's how she does so well is there's a cat there's like cats all around and so she can like so she can't see what she's doing but the cat can see what she's doing and so that's crazy and they made it seem like that was you know that would be a way cool thing to put in the the show but they didn't oysters clams and cockles yeah yeah that's the worst (laughs) that was that was when it started going downhill. Yeah. You know, then it's just all... What the F? What the F? But anyway, I digress. We're talking about holes <laughs> yeah, today, people. But back to holes. This book was, like, my favorite book when I was in, like, the fourth grade. Sure. I hated reading. I remember yeah. <laughs> in class, whenever, like, we'd have to read some dumb, shitty book. Like, it was, just, it was just, like, quiet reading time to read this book, and then there's a quiz after... I would just like sit there because I didn't want to read, so I just pretend yeah. to read. Yeah. But holes, boy, that got me. That captured me. It's the best, right? It's so good. <sighs> Even to this day. I heard that. I love it. I heard that. One thing I don't like about it though is the audiobook. The guy who reads right. it uh-huh. sucks. Does he? Yeah. It just—it sounds like your teacher is reading it to you. Oh, that's and the worst. It's so dumb. But that doesn't take away from how great the book is. Love to hear it. So should we get get started? Tell me about it, baby. <laughs> All right. So, it's the book starts off with Stanley in the bus going to Camp Green Lake. So it kind of goes out of order, like. Right, you know, it it tells little pieces of stories within like his time at Camp Green Lake. Sure. So I don't know how to do this. I I think I'm just gonna tell 
the stories like so here's how he went to camp green lake right he was walking home one day because he missed the bus because some little boy was bullying him oh that's gay yeah some dick uh and as he was walking under like a highway overpass some shoes came down and hit him on the head and he decided to take him because his dad is an inventor who's trying to figure out something to do with old shoes he's trying to repurpose old shoes which is a little different stink so bad (laughs) yeah so it's a little different from the movie because in the movie he's trying to come up with like a you know a shoe freshener oh okay i didn't know that that was different like in the book he's just trying to figure out what to do with old shoes okay i see yeah so so he takes his shoes and he's running home and the cops stop him and they're like bitch you stole sweet feet's shoes he's like wait no i didn't i swear they just fell from the sky yeah but of course they're not gonna believe a dumb little boy a fat little boy yeah cops am i right (laughs) so he goes to court and and they're like well i can either send you to a detention center or you can there's a spot opening at camp green lake so he goes to camp green lake thinking it's some sort of fun camp big mistake boy was he wrong so and then the next story is the big one the the yelnats they have been they're just cursed with bad luck and it's all because of the dirty rotten pig stealing great great grandfather (laughs) he wants to marry this empty-headed girl named moira Mankey. but big old jugs so he he goes and asks myra's big fat gross dad for her hand in marriage and he's like what can you give me and he's like i don't know a heart full of love and he's like well this old disgusting person's gonna give me his fattest pig you know and he's like well i don't have that wasn't that just him you know he's the fattest pig offering him (laughs) yeah did you get it no i don't get it i'll tell you later (laughs) so he goes to Madame Zeroni to go and cry and and whine. What a Madame, bitch. Madame Zeroni's like, go to America. That's what my son did. He's he's happy now. That's where you should go. Myra's a dumb idiot who can't do anything. But he's like, but I love her. So she's like, tell you what. Take that little runt of a pig. Carry him up the mountain. And feed him water from the creek. And carry him back down every day until her 15th birthday. And so he's like, all right, I'll do it. And so he does it. Oh, sorry. But also at the end, uh, Madame Zeroni's like, but after you've done that, I need you to do one more thing. Carry me up the side of the mountain so I can drink from the creek. And he's like, yeah, definitely. I could do that. So he does that for months and months. And the pig gets really fat. And he presents this pig to myra's big fat dad dad. and her dad's like well this other guy he has a pig just as fat and it's like well let the girl decide and so she comes up and is real dumb and is like well which one's bigger and that just crushes elia's spirit and he's like yeah as it should just keep keep the pig you pig 
And nice. so he just walks off and is real distraught and decides to go to America. He sees that there's some deckhands needed, and so he books passage to America and leaves. But when he's on the boat sailing, he realizes he didn't bring her, bring Madame Zeroni up the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, oh, no, I feel bad. He wasn't scared of the curse. He mostly just felt bad, but he should have been scared of the curse. So ever since then, all the Yelnats have just been cursed with bad luck. They're always in the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, mm-hmm. one of Stanley's Stanley's great-grandfather, he made a shit ton of money playing the stock market. But when he was traveling with it, he got robbed. By none other than kissing Kate Barlow. Yeah, you're damn right. And so, uh, you know, so he, he's basically just left out there to die, but he goes and finds refuge on God's thumb, but nobody knows what that means. Like, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, right. But anyway, he, he gets rescued and nursed back to life. And then the, the yell mats carry on anyway. So that's the end of that story. And then there's one more part where it has a, a guy there who it's back at camp green lake when there was or at green lake when there was actually a lake there sure. and he is selling uh his his famous onion juice stuff and so oh, yeah and so you know pretty much brings up how the onions will protect you from from the yellow spotted lizards because those bastards will kill you right right dead just kill you to death kill you right dead um and then also there is a school teacher who trades her peaches for these this onion juice is that a euphemism yeah no yeah no (laughs) (laughs) all right so back to stanley poor stanley he's just a dumb fat little kid who gets picked on probably doesn't have any friends no doubt and so he he gets sent to this Camp Green Lake. When he gets there, he meets Mr. Sir. Mr. Sir tells him what, what's going down. So here's what you do every day. You got to dig a hole five foot deep and five foot wide. And so, you know, that's, that's essentially all that's really important there. Yeah. Um, other than uh, Mr. Sir has a big giant bag of sunflower seeds. To help him quit smoking, yeah. So he just chews on sunflower seeds all day rather than smoking. So then he gets introduced to his, to his tent. There's, there's a bunch of different tents. He's in D tent, and his counselor is Mister Pendansky. But the boys in D tent all like to give each other nicknames. They gave Mister Pendansky the nickname Mom. That's lame. Yeah, so. So there's X-ray, squid, zigzag, magnet, armpit, and zero. And then there's Stanley. So, you know, they go out and dig. He goes and digs holes the next day, and it takes him forever. And he finally gets done. You know, so this goes on for a few days. And uh, one thing Mr. Pendansky tells him is, like, if you find anything interesting, you get... You get the day off. 
Nice. And so he goes and he finds something. It's just a fossil, though. So it's not that interesting. Yeah. And he gives it to... What? Nothing. Okay. I forgot about the fossil <laughs> and how they were just like, this is gay. Yeah. He's, he's like, it's pretty cool. He's like, look at this, Mom. And Mom's like, oh, yeah, that's neat. And he's like, do I get the day off now? And he's like, nah, bitch, that's not what we're looking for. Yeah. And then X-Ray... We're looking for gold! <laughs> then X-Ray's like, that was some whack shit you just pulled there. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I've been here for a year and I've never had a day off. So, basically x-rays the the mean leader of the group he's like if you find anything give it to me i don't subscribe to that mentality it's like no find your own shit you loser (laughs) yeah stop committing crimes and you wouldn't be here for a year but but stanley wants to fit in and he's scared so he agrees um but that night they are in their little tent where they get to go and relax and he accidentally runs into a guy and they get into a little scuffle and then the detent boys come over and break it up and they're like chill out chill out homie and then they're all talking about how like man you don't mess with caveman and stanley's like i don't want to mess with anyone i don't want trouble with anyone and then as they're all leaving they're like you coming you coming caveman so it turns out stanley's caveman cool as hell bro so he's like all right dope i'm part of the crew now yeah so that next he made day, it with the dick tent boys. Now, the next day, he finds he finds a little gold like casing thing. They can't tell what it is. They say like, oh, it's a shotgun shell or it's a cap to a pen or something. Yeah. And uh, you know, Stanley doesn't want to give it up. So when X-rays like, he's like, here, give it to me. He's like, no way, your hole's almost dug. And X-rays like, yeah. So. And then Stanley cowers and is like, so use it tomorrow. So then you'll get the whole day off instead of just an hour or so. So he's like, good call, caveman. So they do that. The next day he pretends to find it. And then they meet the warden. The warden comes and is real real psyched. She thinks she's about to find something. Real sexy and psyched. (laughs) Yeah. And so she uh, gets all the kids to start digging around that one spot. So they're digging a big hole around that spot but a few days go by and nothing happens the warden goes from happy to irritated to angry and then uh yikes <laughs> yeah and then uh so they just start go they go back to digging regular holes and that day uh the mr sirs there to fill up their canteens and magnet steals some sunflower seeds out of his car and they get passed wow. around, get passed around, and uh, they end up in Stanley's hole, and he spills them because he's such a klutz. And they get all no luck there. Yeah, Mister Sir comes back, and he's like, "You bitch, come with me." So they go and meet the warden, and Mister Sir's like, "He stole my sunflower seeds," and uh, the warden don't give a shit. She she I'm puts on she plays it cool, and she puts on some nail polish and is like you know what the secret ingredient is rattlesnake venom rattlesnake she's like, venom it's perfectly harmless uh, unless it's unless it's still wet and still then she wet. scratches mr sir's face and he freaks out and so Yikes. she's like you get the hell out of here 
And so he leaves and goes back to his hole. And he's like, well, damn it. Now I'm going to be here all night because, you know, I didn't. Wasted all my time. Wasted all my time there. But he gets back and somebody had dug his hole for him. So his hole's all done. And I didn't mention something, so I'm going to jump back. Uh, Zero, like, Stanley's reading one of his letters from his mom, and Zero's, like, hovering over his shoulder. And Stanley's like, you know, bro, I don't like you hovering. Don't want you reading my shit. And he's like, oh, I can't read. And Stanley's like, oh. And then Zero's like, will you teach me? But Stanley doesn't want to do it. He doesn't have the time or the energy. And so... I'm not a teacher. mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, jumping back, he, he like looks around and you know nobody takes credit for digging the hole, but it so it turns out it was zero, and so Stanley goes up and is like, "You didn't have to dig my hole. Like, why'd you dig my hole?" And he's like, "Well, you didn't steal the seeds." And he's like, "Well, neither did you." And then Zero's like, "But you didn't steal the shoes." Isn't that what? Well, what you want? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. So Stanley agrees to teach him how to read. And so this goes on for a little while. Zero helps him dig his holes, and Stanley teaches Zero to read. And uh, after a little while, this irritates the detent boys, because they're a bunch of a-holes. Yeah, why do you got to be like that? Ruin a good time. And so they cause a big fuss, and they get into a little fight, and uh, Mom comes over and is like, what's going on here? And... They're like, well, Stanley doesn't dig his holes, and we all have to dig ours. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, because Zero's been digging his holes for him. And then Stanley explains. He's like, well, we, you know, I'm, I'm teaching him to read, so he helps me dig the holes. And they're like, no more teaching him how to read. And he's like, well, that's dumb. What if I still dig my own hole, and I can teach him to read? Um, and, you know, Mom is kind of a dick to Zero. And he's like, Zero doesn't have anything going on in his head. It's useless. And he's like, can you spell dig? And then uh, Zero hits him in the face with a shovel shovel. and runs off. And so so Zero's great. Great story for Zero, though, you know? Way (laughs) to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Way to go. But the only problem is Camp Green Lake is 100 miles from anything. So he is likely going to die out there. And so, Amen to that, partner. Mm-hmm. But uh, Stanley's worried about him, and then some new new kid comes to to camp. Oh, the worst one! He, yeah, he's a he's Twitch. a real spaz. Yeah, they call him Twitch. Anyway, he got busted for boosting cars, and uh, and that gives Stanley an idea. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to steal the water truck, and I'm going to drive out and find Zero. And so, you know, that day when Mr. Sir comes to fill up their water, Stanley gets Twitch's help and steals the truck and drives off. But him being a dumb idiot, yep, he drives into a hole. How can, you not, how can you not be watching for holes when there's just holes everywhere? Yeah, when that's all you've been doing for the past several months is digging holes, you're going to drive down the road and not look out for one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty dumb. But uh, after he crashes the car, he's like, well, I got to cheese it. They're going to kill me. So he jumps out no of the doubt. truck and runs out towards the direction that Zero went. And he 
walks forever. He's real hot. He's out of water. And he sees this little thing out in the distance. He, oh. he basically figures he's dead and Zero's dead at this point. Sure. But what he saw in the distance was a, a like rowboat that had tipped over and was just dried up with the lake. And then he sees that Zero's in there. And uh, Zero comes out. And he's like, Stanley, you found me. And, uh, he, you know, basically Stanley's like, we have to go back. You're going to die. And he's like, do you want some sploosh? And Stanley's like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, come here. And so they go in and there was these old jars of peach preserves or whatever. And, uh. So they drink it, and it's like, wow, this is delicious. It tastes like peaches. And he's like, yeah. And Stanley's like, how many more of these are there? And he's like, that's the last one. And it's like, Zero, we got to go back. And Zero's like, I ain't going back. And then uh, they look up off into the distance, and they see a mountain. And it looks an awful lot like a thumb. Yep, looks like a thumbs up. And that gives Stanley the idea. It's like, you know where we can find refuge? He's <laughs> at God's thumb. If, ever, that, if brother. God had a thumb, that would be it. So they go there, mm-hmm. and they climb up this... They start climbing, and Stanley realizes that he's not such a fat little boy anymore. He's actually more fit and in Quite shape. Quite lean. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, they're climbing, and they get to this one part where Stanley... Or, or Zero... Stanley has to help Zero up, and then Zero's gonna, you know, put down a shovel and lift him up. And so when that happens, Zero hurts himself, and you know it's all downhill Cuts from his there. Cuts hands on the shovel. Mm-hmm. He's it's, in big trouble. It's all downhill from there. So uh, eventually, Zero passes out. He's probably sick from all those hundred-year-old splooshes he drank. <laughs> so, yeah. so everything's got a shelf life, people. Yep, Stanley carries him up the hill and when they get to the top they find water and onions yum you know what i forgot to mention is the yellow spotted lizards these Ah. these motherfuckers love holes because they provide shade yeah nice and cool but they are mean little dickheads and they'll kill you yeah it one bite from them and there's nothing anyone can do you're gonna die you'll be stay in that hole you you'll be dead so, but anyway. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. What he maybe do. He may be dead. And then, so they get up there. And they, you know, Stanley nurses Zero back to, to life with water and onions. And this is when you find out that, uh, I mean, I guess this isn't where you find out. But turns out. Zero's name is Hector Zeroni. What? And uh, Stanley, Stanley's just like, what can we do? Like, we can't stay here forever. So he's like, right. you know what I'm going to do? We're going to go back and we're going to find the hole where I found that that lipstick casing that had KB on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he put a rock kind of by where that hole was. Yeah, right? there was there was a rock that kind of looked like the the little bully that always used to beat him up and tease him. Yeah. 
And so, you know, he knows where the hole is. And so he's like, if we go back and we start digging and we find whatever the warden was looking for, we'll give it to her. She'll be so happy that we won't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so Zero's like, all right, let's do it. So they fill up their canteens with some dirty ditch water, bring some onions along for the trip, and they head back to camp. And when they get back to camp, it's nighttime. And uh, they go and they find the hole, and they start digging. And then they find something. It's this little, like, chest of... This chest thing that is heavy. And then some yellow-spotted lizards creep up on them. Yikes. And then the warden is there and flashes a, a flashlight and is like, You two bitches, where you been? And she's like, you give me that case now. And they're like, no. But Suck it, bro. Yeah, nobody, you know, nobody wants to go near them because they're covered in yellow spotted lizards. But thanks to all them onions they ate, the lizards don't want anything to do with them. They're just crawling all over them. They're not going to bite them. Yeah, they're like, this tastes like B.O. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where... Stanley finds out that turns out he's innocent. You know, his parents hired oh. a lawyer and were like they they found out he was innocent and they came to find him but he wasn't in camp. So they're like, oh, oh shit, he, he run off. So uh they basically are just waiting around forever. And that's when the lawyer comes with other people to come and take Stanley away. And they're like the the warden was like he stole he stole my chest right there and zero's like that's bullshit and it's like this is stanley's chest and she's that's like that's a lie she's like no it's mine and it's like it has stanley's name on it so they look at the chest and it says stanley yelnats what yeah so it's like sorry warden this is his and then they find out that like or Stanley's like, I'm not leaving without Zero. And they're like, give us the paperwork for Hector Zeroni. But they can't because they deleted it earlier. Because they were like, well, he's gone, but he doesn't have any parents. So if we just delete yeah. it out of the system, no one will find out. Yeah, well, he, uh, well, he's dead. Well, he never existed. Turns out he does exist. And so... You know, they have, like, the marshal or whatever with them, and it's like, what is going on here? And they they basically, so they close down Camp Green Lake because, and then they investigate it, and turns out there's some shady folks who are just putting up a front to try and get kids to dig a whole lake for them to find some buried treasure. Yep. But that buried treasure was Stanley's great-grandfather's treasure that got stolen by kissing Kate Barlow. And uh, and now and now they're rich, and it's all because Stanley took he carried Hector Zeroni up the hill and gave him water, and bam, the curse is broken, and now they are rich and lucky. And then Zero yeah. Zero finds his mom, and they all live happily ever after as millionaires. Excellent story, and that is holes. Just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I do have two questions. Okay. One is, 
did the curse that Madame Zeroni put on Stanley Yelnats the first was it specific to that mountain that he had to carry her up, or was it any? Because obviously, I, I imagine it was any because they were not in I can't America. remember like Latvia or something. That's where Elia sure. Yelnats was. So he's right. the one who got cursed, oh, okay. and then he went That's to right. America. And then the Yelnats from that point on were always unlucky. Right. So, obviously it wasn't like you have to carry me up this specific mountain and I drink from it. Mm-hmm. My second question is, in the book, do they have to sing as well as as drink? Or is that just in the movie? Oh, I think he does have to, to sing it. But it's... Uh... Well, no, I think... I don't think he had to sing it. Okay. No, no, yeah, he did. So Elia was supposed to sing to her. and While she drank. While she drank. But while they were up there, it was something that Elia Yelnat sang to his son and Stanley sang to Stanley the Second, and so on. So it's right. kind of a tradition. And so while he was up there, he was just so happy and he sang, If only, if only the woodpecker sighs. The bark on the tree was as soft as the skies while the wolf waits below hungry and lonely crying to the moon if only if only, if only. yep so he he did sing at the top of the hill i kind of forgot to mention the whole singing part that's okay i was just curious if that was just like a movie thing or if it was in the book as well i couldn't no, yeah. remember it's it's in the book so Yes, definitely. Nice. Yep. So that was that was one of my favorite books ever. Oh man, what Still a great is. book! Great movie too. Yeah, I love that movie. I mean, it's it's no secret that we here at Sp- Spooky Book Report just love holes. So it has been a real pleasure covering this book for you all. It has been. What a great story. Just the best. Uh, Makes me excited for next week's book that I'll be reading. Yeah? What is it? I'm reading Roald Dahl's Matilda. I love it. Another great movie. Never read the book, though. I actually haven't read the book myself, so I'm pretty excited. Um, I started it. It's great so far, and I'm just, just wicked excited. Just super excited, bro. Just unbelievably motherfucking excited, bro. That is super duper. I did. I saw Matilda, the musical once. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. How it was it? It was good. I just. I don't think I'm, a huge fan of musicals. Yeah, I'm not either. I I don't know. I want to like them, but I just don't think they're that entertaining. So no, I uh, yeah. I'll probably get My... a lot of a lot of guff for that one, but yeah, I just I don't get it. I I'm not into them either. Um, my wife and her family like live for musicals, and that's fine. But for me personally, it's just not for me. I don't. I mean, it's they're fine, but I'm not gonna actively be like, you know what. Let's go spend a ton of money and go to Broadway and watch this. Yeah, it's just, it's not worth a $50 ticket to go and see 
that production yeah. and it's like seeing what they do with like the everything on stage and all that it's cool and all but sure by the end of it it's like i'm ready for it to be over and i don't feel like it's worth the money to go see it yeah i i've never been um i've only seen my wife has watched that uh disney hamilton music I, yeah hamilton she's only watched it like 400 times <laughs> so yeah, I, I haven't seen it i've heard good things but again like i hear good things about all musicals but yeah i just i can't get into them i guess yeah i'm uh i'm just not gonna do it like you can't make me and i don't and i'm not going to i don't have to right on i mean if i could see the musical where harry potter was naked okay (laughs) only if i can take pictures I mean, I'd go and see that, but otherwise, count me out. Yeah, just not my thing. Not my thing, I'm afraid. I'd rather watch the Great British Baking Show. GBBS. <laughs> Playa. Playa. Toit. My wife loves that show, but as we discussed earlier, I fall asleep very easily. And if you have all these Brits that are just like... Now that's just a lovely bake. And <laughs> right? got, and got a nice crust on it. That like light, cheerful music in the yeah. background. It is. Yeah, I, it, it can lull you to out. sleep. <laughs> I remember we started it at our old apartment. And I was laying on the couch. And she turned it on. And within the first five minutes, I was just like... <sighs> just sawing logs. Nice. So, it's a good remedy for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the show... But I just can't, I mean, I'm used to American competition, like Ninja Warrior or something, where it's like, fuck you! <laughs> Not like, oh, no, you're doing lovely there, Nicholas. Just keep on, keep the faith. You'll make a lovely dessert. <laughs> oh, you totally fucked up, but uh, keep your head up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had this uh, discussion, because my lifting buddy loves the Great British Baking Show. He's like, imagine if Chris Collinsworth was announcing the Great British Baking Show. How horrible would that be? That'd be awful. Anything he commentates is horrible. <laughs> now here's a guy who is Star Baker material every week. <laughs> now I love this guy. <laughs> every time he makes a dessert, he knocks it out of the park. Look at the technique, the form, the tenacity. Oh, look at his look at his piping job. That's something I couldn't do when I was baking. Back I'd when let I him was pipe baking. me. <laughs> when I was baking, you that was just a great football hit. <laughs> yeah. But I I uh I like that new very strange looking bald guy. That they have on the newest season of Great British Baking Show. Yeah. I think he's funny. Do you? I don't really think he's that funny. I think he's just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've never seen him. I've never seen him in anything else. But my wife says, like, he's funny in those sketch shows he does when he's yeah. playing a character. But when he's just being himself, I don't, I don't, I don't find him humorous at all. Yeah, I, uh. I noticed that about myself is that I only like myself when I'm playing somebody else. <laughs> you know? When I have to play myself, nightmare. A great big nightmare. Yeah, but 
I don't know. There was just a cut. Like I, sometimes I like that dry humor where it's like they come up and they tell them like, "Oh, this was great. You did fantastic." And then they walk away, and that bald guy's just like, "I'm sorry, they didn't like it." <laughs> I don't know why, but I just think that's funny. <laughs> what a what a turkey. Yeah, he is a turkey. I wonder if he has alopecia or something because I don't even think he has eyebrows. That's what I was wondering because like he's yeah. very bald. Yeah, like so. super bald. <laughs> so he must. You're uh, you're pretty follically blessed though. You're gonna have a nice head of hair, judging by your older brothers. Pretty much your whole life. I hope you so. Don't have to worry about going bald. I sure hope so. I uh, unlike the crown of my head here. There's already like. It's already starting to look like Mr. Burns back there. <laughs> Getting a little dark on top, or a little light on top. Yeah, so, like, I'm thinking, like, probably by the new year, I'm going to have to just buzz my head. Just yeah. bick it. Bick it. Bick it I'm with not... the beard. That's a good look. Yeah, it is a good look. But I'm not going to be one of those fucking guys that's, like, just going to try and comb over yeah. what little hair they have. Right. I... It's like, do they, I wonder if they honestly feel like they're fooling people or if they just can't, like, they just can't bring themselves to admit that, like, no, my hair's gone. Like, it's going and I don't want to let it go. But I feel like if once it starts going, I kind of feel like you're better off. You're better off just letting it go. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a natural thing. Yeah. And honestly, it's not something that you can control. I mean, you could go and get hair plugs and almost die from them like Joe Buck or, you know, try Rogaine or whatever or just lean into it. I mean, it's it's your genetics. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. You know? And so like, I feel like the people who get made fun of are the ones who try to hide it. Sure. So just don't hide it. Yeah, just buzz it. Stick it. Let it all go. Yeah. So, I mean, Wise both words. my uncles are bald, so I was like, I knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And then, you what know, about Josh your dad? Bald. Your dad still has hair, doesn't he? Yeah. Does it come from pretty... your mom's side? That's what I've heard, is that, like, a lot of your... As a boy, you kind of have to look at your mom's brothers in order to determine how much hair you're going to have. But I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not a... I, that's I didn't what, pay attention. That's what my mom always told me. When I would yeah. grow my hair out, she's like, you know, my dad was bald, and they say it runs on the mother's side, so you're going to look back on yourself like you're real foolish. And it, little did she know that had the opposite effect on me. It's like, yeah, if I'm right. going bald later, I'm going to have a shag now. Yeah, I'm going to grow that shag out, baby. Dude, your long hair was always so dope. I was so jealous of it. Yeah. I like it. Because you have very thick hair as well like when i tried to grow mine out i looked like a little crack baby (laughs) yeah because my hair is so thin yeah i don't remember yours ever being like too long no my mom wouldn't let me grow it out Uh and now it's like well i should have back then because now i'm too fucking bald to grow it out when i could (laughs) yeah live and you learn i guess you live and you learn you know Yep. Sometimes you've got to carry the little Hispanic boy up the mountain. Sometimes he's got to carry you. It's just the way it is. <laughs> That's the way it goes. It's the way it rolls. Got to keep on rolling. Keep on rolling, folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed my abridged version of Holes. It's clearly not I as good as the movie, did. but 
it's a, it's a good read. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Good. I'm glad. I'm looking so join forward us next to week. Matilda. We're going to have Matilda on our next weekend. No spook November. We'll see you there. It's going to be a, a great time. Probably. Hopefully. Only one way to find out. <laughs> Just listen. Just listen, <laughs> Just damn shut it. Up. Just shut the hell up and listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's all you got to do to find out how good it is. So we'll see you there. So long, folks. <laughs>